0: listener production. Hi, and welcome back to Broadsheet Melbourne around town. I'm Katja Vakdul, Broadsheet's editorial director and the host of this guide to Melbourne. There was a time when bread and butter was free at many Melbourne restaurants. Those days are long gone, but in their place, we have an era of bread and butter dishes you'd honestly cross town for. Broadsheet Sasha Murray recently journeyed across the city in search of the best bread and butter at Melbourne's restaurants, and she's here to share what she found. So you begin your story on Broadsheet by writing, venues are charging between $3 and $12 a serve for these dishes, yet I think it's worth
1: forking out for. Why? So it seems like since COVID, a lot of restaurants are really putting a lot of effort into their bread and butter. Gone are the days that we had baguettes and those tiny little yellow discs of butter now everyone's really elevating it. It's not just a simple pairing. It's very much like interesting spins. It's house made. It's focaccia. It's flatbread. There's so much. you can So do. many flatbreads. So many flatbreads. It's now become a thing where I can't go to a restaurant and not try their bread and butter. I am obsessed with it. Whereas back in the day, it might be one of those things. You say
0: it in your story, actually, that people will say, well, we don't want to fill up on the bread before we get to the main event. But now these bread and butter dishes or bread and something else, which we'll get to, are uh,
1: one of the reasons people will go to a restaurant. Absolutely. So it's I, it's a dish that I look forward to the most half the time. Um, and, you know, the reason I actually wrote the story was I went to Etta at the beginning of the year with a few friends and we were so obsessed with their bread and butter. We ended up ordering three serves of it. And I just thought, this is such a thing. Like people need to know where the best ones are. Yeah. Of course, there is, we have some unbelievable bakers in
0: this city. So top restaurants will also bring bread in from those bakeries also great yep. but i think what you focused on in this story is the places who are making their own yep. and whatever goes with it so we talk about the story that it's bread and butter but it's not all butter you know there are so many different elements that you've got here to use this bread as a vessel for yep. so let's start in the cbd one of the one of the ones i've tried that i love and i think we should start with cuz it's it's just so good, is Embla's Spice-Free sourdough with Mushroom Butter in the CBD. You wrote in your story, Rustic and Homie are two of the best words to describe the wine bar Embla, as well as its thickly sliced, springy sourdough. Dave Vahul is a chef there. He is one of the most talented chefs, I'd argue,
1: in the country. So how does he go about making this pairing? Embla's a classic. Like, first thing I thought of when I was writing the list, I think Dave's been doing this probably longer than a lot of restaurants, really. So his loaf takes 24 hours to make. He's got a 10-year-old starter. But what's really unique about it is it matches the season. So every season he changes it, different flavour. It has a a butter or dip that goes with it. So the one that I had last time was an olive sourdough with calamata butter. Um, And at the moment he's doing a spiced frika with mushroom butter. So it's so interesting. That sounds very, very good. One of the others that you mentioned
0: in the city is Aru and... They call theirs the Aru Forbidden Rice Sourdough with Smoked Cultured Butter. There is a lot of smoked butters going on. A lot. In Melbourne and in this list. Um, Can you tell us about this bread and the butter? Because it sounds like there's some really interesting technique that goes into it. I
1: agree. Smoked butter is so popular for a reason. I I think it's got that salted caramel flavour that makes it really addictive. So I'm a huge fan of those. But Aru's is particularly interesting. So it uses the help from Lindsay Oates, who is the head baker at Akimbo Bakery. They actually used to be a chef at Aru's sister restaurant, Sunda. Um, and so, what so it's happen- all in the family. It's all in yeah. the family, yeah. <laughs> so what happens is at Aru HQ, um, forbidden black rice and red jasmine are fermented together, and then it gets incorporated into Oates' amazing coffee sourdough. And then to give it its really <gasps> sticky glaze, which is what it's famous for, it's coated in rice malt syrup, soy sauce, and dark palm sugar. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it, yeah. It's I hate to be that person It's like, oh, my goodness, but that... I mean, oh, sounds, it's heavenly. And then what do they put with that? So the butter is a Gippsland Jersey butter, um, super velvety. It's smoked with red gum wood and then it's seasoned with shio koji, which is a type of mould used in miso, soy sauce and sake. So um, the, this this dish is very umami flavoured. Very umami flavoured. Yeah, correct.
0: When you hear the way you're talking about that. Yeah. Of course, these dishes cost more than $3. You know, that—that that is yeah. the, the amount of time, energy and quality of ingredients put into making these. It absolutely deserves entree level
1: cost. A hundred percent. It's it's not a filler at all. It's a dish in its own right. That's what makes it special. So also in the CBD, you mentioned Nomad's
0: wood-fired flatbread with za'atar, which you said is best used to mop up their house-made burrata with olive oil. <laughs> there is a lot of flat breads in this list. Uh, let's jump out of the CBD and go to Richmond and then we'll head deeper into the Southeast. Tell us about what Charlie Snaddon Wilson is doing at his wine bar, Clover. I have not had this dish, but after reading your story, this is the one that I'm heading to first.
1: Yeah. It's an essential one to tick off. Uh, yeah. So when Clover first opened, I saw quite a few headlines saying $12 bread. Is this crazy? It's not crazy. (laughs) It's so well-deserved. So it's a big single slice of bread, but like, I mean, when I say it's thick, and it comes in this pool of grilled herb de provence melted butter. So when it comes to you it's sort of already soaking in that buttery goodness. Yeah, it does look we've got a photo of this in the in the story and it it doesn't look like butter. I mean it looks more like oiled because it's it's already gone into liquid form. Exactly. It, like yeah, I love when butter when bread comes with that just like big pot of olive oil. It does kind of feel like that but it's so much better. And it looks like even the texture of that bread looks different to others. Yeah, it's almost like sandwichy bread, and I know that's underselling it, but it's that sponginess of it that's really nice. And they're, as you said, like it's mega thick, and it's big enough for two. Absolutely. So really
0: $6 per person. Yeah. And even then, worth it. Call it $6. So the honey in that one comes from... They've sourced that from somewhere locally, is that correct?
1: Yeah, Urban Beekeeper's Backyard Honey. So that's what gives it the sweet profile. Now we'll go to Don's in Paran. You wrote that it took
0: them months to get their focaccia recipe, right? Yeah. I loved what I'm the head chef told you, which is bread is like a sport. You have to practice every day if you want to go to the Olympics. Yeah. Love that passion. Uh, This is baked right in front of you. So tell us about this fluffy focaccia and the process of watching it getting baked and also how he does it.
1: Yeah. So you have to sit at the kitchen counter at Don's because you see the focaccia being made. Um, His technique is pretty simple. It's just top quality olive oil. So he uses Mount Zero. Um, But there's a 48 hour proving process. And the best thing about Don's is the whole menu is pretty snacky. So anything would go with this focaccia. They used to serve it with like a fluffy cheese. I don't think they're doing that at the moment, but honestly, it goes with everything. And they have a pasta. They have this dish called pasta on a spoon. It's literally just one single piece of pasta on a spoon, but amazing with the bread. All the tips, all the tips from Sasha.
0: Uh, Also in the Southeast, you've got half acres wood-fired zatar flatbread, another flatbread. I've had that one. That also is served with smoked butter. It is so good. It comes fresh out of their big wood-fired oven. And then Tulum does a flatbread as well, a grilled sourdough flatbread that's served with a house-made cheese and sweet Turkish chili jam. I feel like it's – is it the year of flatbread potentially? I'm not sure.
1: It is. It's the fun of poking it, I reckon. Yeah. We'll finish up on the north
0: side because you have got a laundry list of spots. We talked about Etta at the beginning. Of course, Rasheen Cole is the head chef there. Uh, That's what triggered your idea for this story in the first place. You have mentioned a few others. Let's talk about Old Palm Liquors flatbread because this is a South African flatbread or inspired by that. And, of course, Chef Almay Jordan is South African. I would love to hear about this one, the way you described it. Chari flatbread. And it has a texture similar to naan. So how does she make that?
1: It's sort of quintessentially South African. It's made using a quick rise dough, which is inspired by a skoek. Um, So that's a South African bread that's cooked in ashes. But Jordan's is smoked over a wood-fired grill, which gives it its amazing charry marks. It's served with labneh, which is a soft Middle Eastern cheese. Um, so when you spread it over, it comes with a knife, you spread it over, it sort of just melts into the dimples. It's so good. And then that cheese has olive oil and sumac dusted over. It's just incredible. That's one you should get two serves of. Like, don't don't skimp on that. (laughs) Okay. Um, Another one that you've mentioned here is Legato's wholemeal
0: potato focaccia with malted brown butter. I mean, I feel like that's something to eat at the beginning and at the end. Uh, I would love to hear about how they make theirs. Yes, I
1: live very close to Legato. I only tried it a few months ago, but... When I'd asked friends, what are your favorite bread and butters? I heard so many people saying legato, and it's so deserved. Um, So, they have a really generously sliced focaccia. So, it undergoes a 24 hour slow fermentation process. Um, It's got a 10 year old sourdough starter in there, potato for extra fluffiness, and salamoya, which is a mixture of olive oil, salt, water, and rosemary. And that gives it a really crisp crust. And then, yeah, the sweet and savory brown butter that it comes with. It's whipped with malt and molasses, and it's so good, so addictive.
0: I was in Queensland recently uh, where I was served, it was a dark kind of rye, but also with that m- a malty butter. Yeah. You kind of just want to eat that by itself Absolutely. on the spoon. <laughs> Another couple of places that you mentioned in the north was Hope Street Radios for Focaccia with a whipped butter and Collingwood. Um, Reading between the lines, that felt like one of your favourites or one you've had a few times before.
1: I love Hope Street Radio and, yes, I've had it quite a few times. (laughs) Uh, The Marion flatbread also made it onto the list,
0: which made me happy because it's so simple. It's a classic. It's a non-negotiable order, I think. um, At Of course, Marion is Andrew McConnell's wine bar. It's also really simple and I think that, as you mentioned, Embla's been doing their breads for a long time. This flatbread at Marion has been there I feel like since day dot, and I think you can get the same bread, but with whipped codro at the builder's arms down the road. It's just, I love that it's served warm. And it's one of those dishes where it arrives on the table. And if you don't get in fast, like you are going to miss one of those pieces of flatbread because everyone goes hard, quick and tries to lap up whatever they're, they're serving with it.
1: Absolutely. It's a classic. You also
0: mentioned Bar Liberty sourdough flatbread, um, Notably served with a pair of scissors.
1: Yes, that's the best part of eating it. It's like a big, big pair of scissors and you chop it up into equal bits. But again, like people are going to quickly go for that and chop themselves a bigger piece, but it's very fun. And then one of the others you mentioned is Ides, of course, a beautiful fine diner by Peter Gunn.
0: They serve not one, but two breads. And it's dependent on what goes with the menu that night. Of course, Ides is very much focused on seasonality. But the ones you listed here was a sesame sourdough with peanut butter or a honey and flaxseed sourdough with smoked wagyu fat butter. Yep. I don't really know which one I'd prefer. I, <laughs> I, I
1: feel like I'd be happy with either set down in front of me, but I kind of would want both. I have a peanut butter addiction, so I know I'd want that. There is no one else. I don't think there's anywhere else in Melbourne where you can get bread with peanut butter at a restaurant, let alone a fine dining restaurant. So that would have to be it for me. Sasha's story is titled 11 to Try, Melbourne's Best Restaurant Bread and Butters.
0: The story is well worth a read in its entirety. Sasha's really gone into the nuts and bolts of how these chefs are making their bread, and whatever comes with it. So it's a it's a wonderful read. We thank you for the very onerous task of traveling across the city to try all these beautiful breads and butters. If you need a partner next time, I will come with you. That's it for today. You can stay completely up to date at any moment of any day at broadsheet.com.au or on Instagram at broadsheet underscore meld. If you're enjoying the podcast, tell your friends and leave us a review. And to make sure you don't miss any episodes, subscribe or follow us wherever you're listening now. You can find new episodes in your feed every Monday, Wednesday and Friday morning.
1: Listener.